Nothing can stop us now. Did you miss me? baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Hello, and welcome to Let's Slay with Swell and Jay, a brand new podcast about nothing, everything, 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 everything nothing. <laughs> I'm Swell, and that I'm is Jay. my cohort <laughs> and, and better half Jay. Uh, and on this show, we're gonna be talking about myriad things, theme parks, pop culture, cocktails, we sort of wanted just a platform where we could shoot the shit and talk about what's interesting us uh, in in whatever the week may be. Um, it's going to be super casual. We have no aspirations other than just talking. And if like two people listen, amazing. If four people listen, that's double as amazing as if two people listened, right? Yeah. I mean, if six people listen, then maybe it's a Rico charge one of these days. I don't know. Um, uh, the 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 future of this is is unknown, but I will say, in so much as it's a podcast about nothing, we are only fifty percent Jewish, so you cannot draw a direct through line to Seinfeld. So it's not like we're the Seinfeld of podcasts, but there is like half an element of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and I'm I'm happy being the zero percent of that uh, in a way, and like kind of ceding to you and just being my normal goofy self. You know, I I. I uh, people always ask me like like where did you come from where where are you going I I I don't know I my ancestors I know nothing I know nothing well, I like knowing nothing that is an interesting question though I I think before we get started on this week's topic why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners who are you where did you come from uh, and uh, you know one of the major things we're going to be talking about uh, on this show is the the. Orlando theme park area, Universal, Disney. Um, and, and I know one of the things we've talked about that we want to do, not this week necessarily, but in future episodes is highlight things that we think are unsung or underappreciated. You know, everyone knows Ohana. Ohana means family. We, we, there's We're going to, to be a great start. There's, there's going to be areas that small things that people don't notice all the time, maybe as, and I'll tell you, as somebody that's lived in the Orlando area for the last several years, um, moved down here, I am technically a transplant to Orlando. Uh, I've lived here for about three years now, and I, at one point, had no intention of being involved in the theme park community, pop culture community, what have you around Orlando, but Everyone is very uh, inviting and welcoming, and I spent a lot of time uh, traversing parks, uh, restaurants, uh, breweries, you name it, events, special hard ticket events, soft ticket events. I don't know what a soft ticket event is. I know, I mean, I've been around for a while, and I spend a lot of time talking to people, and the more people I talk to, it seems like the more I got involved, and the more I got involved, the more people I had to talk to. Uh, it's It's a good problem to have. So now... I get this platform with you to talk about all these things in a hopefully more di diluted way, concentrated way. I think um, concentrated. Diluted uh, would be, well, we might dilute some things. Also, I think a soft ticket event is what happened to Andrew Barth Feldman's character in No Hard Feelings. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> 
Um, what I was saying before when I lost my mind is like, for example, everyone knows the restaurant Ohana, the really popular restaurants, the ones that are on every list. You know, if you go on Google and, you know, you're coming down to Orlando, you don't know it that well. Everyone celebrates the beloved restaurants. And we may talk about popular things, but we also want to talk about some less popular things in a concentrated and or diluted way. And whereas Jay is a local, I am not a local. I live in New York. I come down to Orlando more than I probably should, considering I live in New York. Um, but I did also grow up in Florida. So I have roots down here in my own way. And I really grew up coming to the theme parks. When I was in school, uh, if they were announcing a class trip, nine times out of 10, we would come to Orlando and go to one of the theme parks. The 10th time we went to the Space Center and did like a two day space camp. Um, so I grew up going to the parks and although I live far away, I certainly do still come down a lot. I feel that I'm fairly tapped into the community down here, but I can also bring a, a different perspective, you know, what, it, what the travel situations can be, uh, highlighting different hotels to stay at all sorts of fun stuff. And so I think between Jay and I and future guests, we will hopefully have on the show, we can give our listeners just our perspective and our view and our silly nonsense about whatever it is we may be talking about this week. And what it is we are talking about this week is Halloween Horror Nights. Halloween Horror Nights. We Halloween are ready. Horror, horror Halloween Nights? Ha Halloween Horror Nights. I my, my mom called me up the other night and she asked me, she said, hey, enjoy your Horror Nights. And she is not good with her pronunciation. And I was like, mom, you're going to have to repeat that to me. And she's like, you know, the, your scary event. And, you know, I, I was like, yeah. I am going to enjoy my scary event. We are we are on HHN 32. 32. 32. Wow. 32. 32. So we are we are sitting here just a few days before the launch of the event on the precipice of an unfortunate weather event that is going to be making its way through some of the northern parts of Florida, uh the the belt on the west side. Um, it's looking like it's going to miss the Orlando area for the most part, although I think there will be, uh, you know, overflow from the storm, rain and wind tomorrow. But I do think that Horror Nights will be able to go off without a hitch. But we do want to send all of our love and well wishes to anyone in the areas that are going to be more deeply affected by the storm. We hope you all uh, have taken the proper preparations and that the damage uh, is minimal. Um, yes. wanted to say that for sure before we get started. Our hearts are with you, and hopefully the storm will move its way quickly, and uh, everyone will be okay at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody stay safe out there. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about Horror Nights in general before we dive into this year's event. I'm curious, Jay, what your history with the event is. What What was the first year you went and leading up to that first year, how aware were you of it? Was it something you were always interested in? Were you maybe scared and not sure what to anticipate your first year? Okay, so I, I've i only been going to the event for three years. I know that you have a more extensive history that we're going to delve into uh, with the event. I've only been going for three years now. I When I moved down here during during the pandemic, I, I had knowledge of the event, but I had never been to the event. I knew the love that people had for the event and spoke and the irreverence that people had for the event, but I did not kind of grasp what it was about or what the community around it was about. I have always been uh, in the past a, a scaredy cat, I guess you would say. Uh, there, there are times 
that I, I had opportunities to go to Halloween events in other states when I lived other places and I never went because Halloween wasn't my thing. Maybe it was from living in the Northeast and, you know, fall starts to be kind of cold and uh, rainy and, you know, bad weather sets in and, you know, I, I just was never into it. Now down here, it's, you know, 80s, 90s, and I have this premier Halloween event to go to for two months. So I ventured out three years ago and I bought a single night ticket because I didn't know what to think. And I ended up falling in love with the event and buying another single night ticket. And it just became a whole thing. I started to grasp the importance of the event, how fun it can be, how awesome the community around it can be, and how how great everyone is from the from the ops people to the scare actors to everyone involved that makes it happen, plus the people that attend. And now it's it's something that takes up my entire fall. I love that. I, I love how it was something that you weren't sure about. Halloween wasn't a big part of your life and you gave it a try and you ended up falling in love. And I think that's a good lesson. I'm not, listen, I'm not telling anyone who is truly frightened or scared to push yourself beyond a place of comfort, but I think there is a lot of merit to trying new things in life. And maybe you will end up something uh, liking something that you didn't think you were going to like. Yeah. Um, there's certainly so many things that I've been like, oh, I don't know. And then you give it a shot and then it becomes just your favorite thing in the world. Um, my Horror Nights history is quite a bit different than that. So the first year I went to Halloween Horror Nights was 20 years ago in 2003. It was a school field trip, which a high school field trip on a coach bus from South Florida to Halloween Horror Nights is a terrible idea in, in every way. <laughs> you have a bunch of, of hormonal and horny teenagers on a bus and you're bringing them to an event where there's gonna be alcohol and dudes with chainsaws. Um, but the interesting thing about Horror Nights in 2003 is that year it was at Islands of Adventure. Oh, wow. There were a couple years where they tried it out there um obviously they determine it doesn't work because it's predominantly at studios um i have very vague memories of that trip i do remember one house in particular psychoscarapy which was sort of a mental asylum-esque uh, house and Ooh. i will never forget the odor that they were pumping through there that just sounded it smelled sort of like a vomitacious kind of odor Ugh. um Oof. i don't know if i'd have been able to do that 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 sounds yeah, like that... it would like churn my stomach it, it was a bit of an intense start to my Horror Nights journey, um, you know, and then through through the rest of high school and early college, I, I sort of took some time off. But then uh, in like 2013 or so, I started coming again regularly. I remember when there was a Cabin in the Woods house. I loved that movie. I had to come see the house. Um, and then in the past few years is really not dissimilar to you, honestly, when I've really sort of bought into the community that builds around Horror Nights. And I think right. you, you summed it up so right. beautifully. I think what both of us and so many people love about Horror Nights is yes, the houses are incredible, the set design, the imagination, the scare actors, the ops people, the quality of the event's incredible, but the community that builds around it um, is just been such a fun thing to be a part of. I've made so many great friends, yourself included. Um, I oh, love thank that- you, you too. Oh, oh, besties. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that this year um, I'm seeing on social media that people are making like friendship bracelets to trade. It, it's just it's a really fun community. And the fact that this community has formed around an event where you get to go watch people get stabbed and, and murdered and 
chased with chainsaws. The like tonal juxtaposition between those two things is really delightful um, to me. I I love the community. I think that the community makes the event. I think the people make the event. The people that you Universal gets raked over the coals every, every year about the connotation of scream squad you know find your scream squad come to the event with your scream squad never go alone uh i think that the i think that the scream squad moniker is you know it's a little corny but it also is is amazing in the way that it's about the people that you experience the event with it, it's about the people that you share the time with whether it be snacks or food or the houses it's about the it's about the people themselves whether you go with I go with my daughter every year. We've we've turned it into this big thing. I mean, I go with you guys as well, but my daughter's always there and we always wear matching shirts and we've done it for the last couple of years and it's become this core part of what we do together. And and I love that about the event. I love that. And, and I think a run through a house can be wildly different dependent upon who you're doing it with, right? So there've been times where I've gone through a house by myself and that's one experience and then there's another time where I go through you and we're having fun and we're, you know, not touching, but interacting with the scare actors and, and showing our appreciation. And then yes. there are times where I've been with a friend who is scared, loves being scared, but is the type of person who is screaming and jumping at the scares. And yes. there's so many different combinations that can make it fun and unique. And and you're right. The, the term Scream Squad is kind of like, is that the best you could come up with? But I think the the feeling behind the notion of a Scream Squad is really poignant and speaks to the community that has built around this event. Um, and I don't know about you, but this might be the most I've been excited for an event in the in, you know, since pre-pandemic, honestly. Um, I know you've only been going since then, but I'm unbelievably excited. I think it's I think it's one about the people. I think it's about the people that you go with and the people you spend time with. That's that's number one. Two, it's about if certain properties or uh, houses, scare zones resonate with you as far as the event goes. Three, it's the unknown because what is hard to articulate about the event, and I'm sure you can back me up on this, is that no two nights are the same. No two nights are the same. There's never the same thing. You We're never doing the same thing twice. We One night we're going one direction and we're doing these five houses first. Then the next night we're doing these five houses or we're doing three and then we're stopping for snacks or we're going to dinner. Nothing is ever the same. And as they say, variety is the spice of life, of course. I couldn't agree more. And you know, one of the reasons why I personally love Horror Night so much is I'm I'm a theater person, right? Like in, in my, my regular life, I work in theater. Uh, when I was a kid, I was like the prototypical theater kid and still kind of am in the most annoying of ways. Like if there's an opportunity for me to break in a song, I will. And at Horror Nights, to me, each house is its own show. And people will ask me in New York when I'll see a Broadway show or an off-Broadway show multiple times, why do you keep coming back? It's the same thing. It's not the same thing. The exchange of energy that occurs in live theater between the actors on stage and the audience can drastically impact that performance. And I think it's the same thing with Horror Nights. Every time you make another run through a house, it's different than the previous time. Maybe you have different cast members playing the roles, as I was saying before, the different people you're with. So it's always a different experience. And, and Friday night, 
may be one thing, Sunday night may be another, and then you come back in two weeks and maybe it's raining and you still have an incredible time, but you're a little bit more wet. And that that's what makes it so special is every night you go to Horror Nights is going to be a different experience and you can choose your own adventure on how you want that night to unfold. Maybe you drink a lot one night. Yeah. It's not something not something we would ever do, but Mm-mm, no, um, no, never. no, 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 no. Um, one of the things that I am really intrigued by about this year's event is Dr. Oddfellow and the way that it seems for the first time in a while, the entire event is sort of tied together by this one character. I love a shared narrative. Who doesn't love a shared narrative? It's, it's, it's great, right? Yeah. And I think, I think one of the reasons why Horror Nights is the preeminent Halloween event is, yeah, as we said a little bit, like the the quality of the houses, the set design, the budget that they have to build out these houses is, you know, no one else is doing it at this scale, right? But the lore of the event, like there are so many podcasts or YouTube videos or articles or books that dive into like the mythos that the creatives at Universal have built for these characters. And I think that makes it so interesting. You know, you have Easter eggs, you know, places like Cary, Ohio keep coming in and Jack the Clown and and Oddfellow, whether or not you think he's an icon, I, I think he is. I don't care if Universal calls him an icon or not. To me, he's an icon. Um, he has deep roots in the history of Horror Nights. In fact, he has a direct tie to Jack the Clown, who might be the most beloved of the icons or at least the most prolific and reused. Um, so I'm really excited to see how maybe Jack plays in a little bit and and how this overarching narrative, like all of the scare zones this year, and let, let's talk about the scare zones a little bit. Yep. All of the scare zones this year have an odd fellow element to them. They do. They do. And I, I, I like to think what's really great about a lot of the icons and what Universal has done incredibly well is I'm I'm always like connected to them via, via like, like emotive, like emotive gestures and, and, and facial expression. I, I think that every single character, whether it be the Usher or Chance or Jack, they all have some kind of element of like, you're watching their facial expressions, you're watching their movements. There's no, there's, there's, there's almost a cartoony element to it, but it's also, you can see like, you can actually see emotion in every movement that they do. That's why I'm so excited for Oddfellow because it's a character not that I'm not that I'm bagging on the pumpkin lord last year, but the pumpkin lord is a guy with a rubber helmet on, with like a rubber suit. You can kind of see his lower jaw. You can kind of see that. I'm looking forward to this like traveling carnival barker esque sinister character this year that's going to welcome us into the event and then talk about all of these like lead us into these scare zones. He's at the crossroads as you enter the park, and he's going to welcome us into the event and lead us down the crossroads of his scare zones. Uh, I'm really hyped. I'm really hyped about Dark Zodiac. I don't know about you. It's probably my most anticipated scare zone. I'm I really I'm not a big Zodiac person. I don't really talk about my sign or anything like that. I'm Aquarius, by the way, but I, I don't talk about it a lot, but I am very excited for Dark Zodiac because last year's uh last year's the the uh the nettle the nettle woods, the graveyard. Mm-hmm. Um I love that scare zone right there last year in front of the in front of the uh, what's basically the five and dime i love that scare zone so much i think anyone that knows you or was at the event with you last year knows that you were about ready to divorce your wife and marry a backpack skeleton 
I was about to marry that skeleton. That skeleton yeah. was great. I I, I, took I, a... I would have been at that wedding with bells on. You and Backpack Skeleton were like, I was shipping you guys hard. I I appreciate that because guess what? I love to tell people, and this is a little known inside inside fact that uh, I will only say here. Um, I will also say that the Backpack Skeleton is the only time that I've received a DMCA takedown request on a social media platform. That's so uh, funny. For using the <laughs> Foo Fighters hero uh, in my video. So Listen, you, you one would only choose that song when they are truly inspired by something. And so that that speaks to the quality of the backpack skeleton. But yeah, I, I'm excited for Dark Zodiac as well. I think personally that area of the park lends itself towards a scare zone really well, especially because during Horror Nights, nothing else on that street is really open other than a store here and there. The Bourne show isn't running. I don't think the horror makeup show is doing shows. So it gets really dark. It doesn't have tons of foot traffic like um, San Francisco or Central Park might have. Um, but I want to backtrack real briefly to the Oddfellows collection of Horror Scare Zone, which is at the front of the park. And one thing I think is really cool this year, and maybe you'll agree, is that because they've built the new Minions ride and sort of made the front of the park Minion Land, they've moved this first Scare Zone closer to the entrance gates i like that i do I, I do i do like that um it's nice to walk in and see the neon halloween horror night sign immediately this year it's going yeah. to be really great yeah like in years past it was a ways back so yeah sure you know you have some time to walk in you can sort of brace yourself and acclimate to the event but now no you come in you're at Horror Nights, and i think it's going to be a really spookily inviting way to come in and i'm wondering if we're going to see characters from all the other scare zones in this front scare zone as sort of like a tease. So like, these are all the things that Dr. Oddfellow has done over the years, and then we'll get to explore them more in depth in the different scare zones, you know? So oh, over in central park, we have jungle of doom where like he's performed experiments on these monsters and nature. And that, that area of the park is perfect for that. Cause it has all the trees and, and uh, you know, you can really lean into the jungle theme there. Yes, I I love that. Uh, they got the they they have that smoking plane there, you know, with the fog yes. around it. Again, I think that there's a there's a great um, there's a great variety of scare zones this year uh, with different tones and different different basically themes. That hey, if you want to hang out in Dark Zodiac where it's really really dark and deal with like mystical a mystical feeling of foreboding you can do that you want to go into the jungle scare zone where something lurks around the corner whatever creature or monster you have that too you have vamp 69 for the people that want to relive woodstock and have a have a zone with vampires you have the ship you have the shipyard scare zone which looks i i think is going to be better than what people think i i know they put in a bunch of animal crates recently i'm i'm really excited about that i i I'm really, I think I've been more excited than I've ever been for the event because I just feel like there are no, there are no like downsides this time. There's no, well, I'm not looking forward to that. I don't really yeah. care about that. You I'm, know? I think, yeah, I agree with you. Like so, usually, and not to disparage creative or the event in any way, but normally there is, you know, maybe one scare zone where I'll read the concept and be like, uh, okay. We'll see. But I think this year, particularly with Oddfellow tying it all together, there's no, I'm excited to see everything. I think Vamp 69 is going to be super fun. We've had 
vamp 55 and 85 in the past. So the way they're sort of bringing back a vamp scare zone and then tying it in with odd fellow. And then, man, I wasn't alive then obviously, but 69, the iconography and the music and the fashion, you know, we've seen photos of like that bus that's out there. I just think that's going to be a really, really cool, fun scare zone. Um, I'm going to play a game maybe one night, see how many people get kicked out of the park for trying to light up in that scare zone. Um, (laughs) (laughs) we're going to lose count. We're going to lose count. We're going to lose count. It's going to happen. We're going to lose count. But, and I I just think the scares and you were talking about shipyard. I'm really intrigued to see that. I I'm wondering if there's going to be like seamen or sailors in there. It's going to be really cool to see what they do in all these scare zones. I I actually think Shipyard has a lot of, from what I've seen, it seems like it has a lot of blind corners, which enables enables them to have more abrupt scares and maybe would catch us off guard. And, you know, you're always looking for those scares in the scare zones. You're kind of like, oh, there's that boo hole over there. I know a guy's going to come out and he's got a trigger that he's going to step on. And I, I'm interested in that scare zone because there's all these angles and corners and maybe I don't know where the next scare is going to be coming from. And, you know, I can act like a kid again. Yeah, I listen, I am not easily scared, but I uh, like am so in love and appreciate when I don't see a scare coming and it gets me because I'm not going to sit here and say I don't jump or get startled when I don't see something coming. I mean, when I'm at home in New York, like if I'm walking a corner and someone comes out, I wasn't seeing I do get startled. I am human. So that's why, you know, at an event like this, if they can get me, if I really don't see it coming, that's the good stuff right there. The other fun thing with Scare Zones is seeing like what new character creations Universal's cooked up. You know, you never know. Like last year, no one could have seen the backpack skeleton coming or how much people ended up loving them. What delightful, creepy characters are we going to have this year that may, you know, become legendary in in the Horror Nights uh, lore? The vampire motorcycle gang. You think so? Uh, I think that's I think that's going to be a thing. I think the vampire motorcycle gang is going to be a thing. I think if you if you go by the artwork that they've been putting out on cups, I mean on glassware and and t-shirts, I think also some of the weird looking creatures that they're putting in the dark zodiac scare zone will probably um some of them look like they have really I know this is gonna sound very basic, but it looks like I've always ascribed to if you have a creature whose body proportions are are odd shaped, like their head is really big, people take notice of that and draw delight from it. So, like, yeah. if there's an alien like creature, or like in Dark Zodiac, like a, 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 a an interstellar creature of some sort or something along that lines, that has a very large head compared to the rest of its body, it will be a hit. I mean, who among us doesn't love a large head? I know, right? It's fabulous. Um, You mentioned something I want to talk about, and we will uh, in a little bit talk about the houses a bit, but you mentioned t-shirts and glassware. Um, And I am staying currently, as we record this, at a Universal Resort, and I was in the gift shop earlier, and I don't know about you, but I think they have absolutely slayed. Let's slay. That's the title. Let's slay. Take a shot, everyone. Uh, They have slayed the merch this year. I think... Like the the shirt that has all of the IP based houses on it is a gorgeous shirt. They've really gone above and beyond with the design of the shirts this year that I think is better than than I've seen in a while for this event. They're they're leaning into the mystic motif. Yeah. And and I really appreciate that. Things with zodiac signs. 
I, I really love it. I, I, I think that all of the merch has been really good. I already purchased my Oddfellow shirt, and those are the matching shirts that my daughter and I are going to be wearing. Love. The, the, the ones with Oddfellow on the back. And we love those shirts. And I think that even the Last of Us gear they've made, Stranger Things, there's so much great merch this year that I I I don't want to go broke buying it all because it's all so fun. Yeah, um, I even I don't personally like to wear white T-shirts, but I appreciate how for The Exorcist and Last of Us, there are white T-shirts. I yes. know in years past, I've heard people complain, it's always black, it's always black. I love black t-shirts. I, I find them comfortable and slimming, but it also is hot as hell in Florida. So I think venturing out a little bit beyond just black t-shirt after black t-shirt is really fun. But you were saying the the mysticism, there's like, and if you walk around the parks too, you can see this design work on a lot of signs, these sort of mystical symbols, leaning into the Zodiac, leaning into Oddfellow that they're really using in the design for all of the merch this year that I think is great. Um, and the IP stuff, there's this like Vecna um, cinch backpack that looks really nice. There's just a lot of cool stuff this year. Right. I, I think the, I think that's the the IP stuff that they that they have rolled out this year, just the properties themselves that they've that they've kind of uh, added to this event, they're all perfect. They're all a little bit different than one another that you're going to have people in the Stranger Things community that just love Stranger Things. They're anticipating Stranger Things more than anything else, more than anything at the event. There are people that want have wanted this Last of Us house for years, and for now years. they're finally getting it. Yes, and now they're ready for it. I, I just, I love that they're, uh, The Exorcist is always a hit, always, always good. The new movie's coming out, first movie of a trilogy, and we'll probably talk about that on a future podcast episode. I. I think that that is going to be huge. I actually think that's going to be one of the scarier houses, but I, I just think that there's so much, there's so much good IP this year. And I think that the non IP houses are also going to blow us away. Again, there's no, there's no sleepers at this event. If we want to use, if you want to, if you want to use the phrase, it's all bangers, all bangers. Yeah. It, it all seems to be bangers. Like I was saying with the scare zones, sometimes leading up to an event i'll look at the list of houses i'll read the descriptions i'll i'll you know have my ear to the community see what people are saying and yeah i'll be honest usually there's one maybe two where i'm like i just don't know how that's gonna go this year i am genuinely looking forward to all of the houses for very different reasons the ip choices they made are great and you're talking about the exorcist i think it's really cool that there's a house that for half of the run of the event, no one will have seen the movie. So Universal Creative has described it as sort of like a walking trailer. And then the movie comes out in October. And so for the last couple weeks of the event, people will have seen the movie. And I'm personally looking forward to going through the house this weekend on opening weekend, having no idea what David Gordon Green and his team have cooked up in that movie. And then down the line, going through the house again after having seen the movie. And then you can be like, oh, so that's what that scene was, or that's who that character is. I think that's going to be a fun experience that adds a different texture to that house and the event overall. I love it. That's a great point. All right, so we're talking about the houses. Jay, what are your top three most anticipated houses of the event? And before you go in, I just want to make this clear. Whenever I make any sort of list for Horror Nights, whether it be a hype list or rankings after I've been through them all, Something being last on the list does not mean it's bad. 
A ranking is not saying, oh, the top few are great and the bottoms are trash. It's just saying, I like this one a little bit better. So if any of these houses don't make either of our top three uh, most anticipated, doesn't mean we're not looking forward to them or that we don't think they're gonna be good, just not looking forward to them quite as much for whatever reason. Because here on Let's Slay, take another shot, we are all about positivity. We are never gonna trash things. We have no interest in being negative Nancys. We wanna be positive Pete's. I think I think all houses are going to be good to some degree, and we appreciate every single person that works on a house from operations to scare actors, like we said before. I, I don't think that there are anybody where if I put a house at 10 on my list, that could be somebody else's house at one. Oh yeah, that, the, you know my that that happens all the time. And guess what? Some of the houses that I thought were going to be ten don't end up being ten on my list. Um, that and we're going to talk about that as well. Uh, but that being said, my top three houses this year it's it's strange because going into this year when we knew so little in the spring and we started to hear rumblings of what IP was going to be involved in the event. When I heard Stranger Things or the rumbling of Stranger Things, I was like, that's it. That's number one. Stranger Things. It's number one. It's number it's number one. And then, of course, Last of Us gets announced. And it's something I've wanted to see for a very long time. And, of course, I went crazy. I, I wanted to see that forever. And now it's going to happen. And that was my number one most anticipated. And then Dueling Dragons gets mm -hmm. announced based on the beloved, now defunct attraction where... Hagrid's magical motorbike adventure replaced it at Islands of Adventure and holds a special place for those of us that have been going to Islands of Adventure for since the 90s, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, when that got announced, it instantly shot to my number one. So number one for me is Dueling Dragons. I, I think I think Dueling Dragons, I, I love the motif of like, you know, knights and dragons and wizards. And, and I'm hoping that that house is so well-themed. And I know it's in one of the larger studio spaces, so they should have a lot of space to create something magical and to take my breath away, similar to the way that Dead Man's Pier Winter's Wake did last year. Oh my God, uh, that house was gorgeous. I It was such a gorgeous house. The violin player, the the, oh. the falling snow, just tremendous. And I have a feeling Dueling Dragons is going to do that for us as well. Now, that being said... Last of Us is still number two for me. And I would say as far as third goes, I'm going to stick with Stranger Things. So I took two IP houses, one non-IP house. And those those are my three that I really, really, really want to experience on the first night of the event at some point in the evening. I have to do those. I because I I love I love all three. I love I love the ride when I was younger. I, I, of course, love Last of Us. I have a special place for it. And I, I love Stranger Things as well. And I'm, I'm really, you know, it'll be really interesting to see what they do with Vecna. So those are my three. What are your Awesome. Three? So I am looking forward to all those houses. I'm a big Stranger Things fan. I think season four might be the best season and is certainly the most horror-focused season. So I think what they can do with Vecna, with Eddie Munson, with all of that stuff, I hope we get Master of Puppets. I hope we get Running Up That Hill. Looking forward to that, but um, we share number one. Uh, yes. Dueling Dragons is my number one most anticipated for every reason you said. I love the notion of dragons and a fantasy um, motif. I, I want to see wizards warring. 
I loved the coasters when I was a kid. I was obsessed going on both. Like if I came to islands when I was, you know, in the nineties and I was a young teenager, I would go on one side and then get back in line and go on the other. And, you know, before they stopped, you know, they changed operations midway through the ride, but they did used to run them both at the same time. So like you would really be dueling and like, you would feel like your feet are going to hit someone else's feet. If you were on fire or ice, such a great coaster. Such a great coaster. Um, but one of the other things that you didn't mention that I'm really intrigued by Dueling Dragons is how it seems that there are multiple endings. Um, and I don't oh, know if that's going to yes. manifest itself in the same way that Universal Monsters did last year, where there's just a different winner each time, or if there truly are going to be different paths you can choose. Oh, I would and love if, that. And if there are different paths, do you split from your party? Do they make you? Sp I'm really intrigued to see how that works. So Dueling Dragons, number one with the bullet. Uh, number two for me is Oddfellows. Um, oh, okay. I, I cannot wait to see what this house is like. I am hoping that we're going to see Oddfellows fight with Jack. Maybe if it's just in Ooh. silhouette or maybe if Jack is in the house. But I love a carnival theme. I think cl clowns are super creepy. I think there's so much fun stuff they can do there. Um, and considering that the entire event is circled around Oddfellow, I think seeing his origin story it's called his twisted origins is going to be an important piece of really enjoying the entire puzzle of the event. I love that. My third one, I'm going back and forth between okay. two and I'm going to land on Chucky for two reasons. First of all, I did just marathon all seven of the Chucky movies. So that little weird, disgusting, hilarious doll has been on my mind. And I was reminded of how much I love those movies but I think the conceit of the house is so clever that if they execute it well, so for those who don't know, they announced the Chucky house basically the last day of Horror Nights last season. And at first I was like, why are they doing this? Are they just drumming up excitement early? But it turns out it was kind of a long con to establish the conceit of this house. So basically Universal is telling us that Chucky as if he were a real person, found out that they were making the house based on his TV show. Chucky got his butt down to Universal Studios, walked through the house, and was disappointed that people weren't actually getting killed and it wasn't scary enough. So then Chucky himself has now taken over the house. And I've heard that maybe they might even have like people who look like security guard or ops, but are actually part of the house so I think it's going to be really fun to see that sort of meta approach to it, like what's real, what's not. So that's why I'm really looking forward to Chucky. Plus, I always appreciate a, a house with a good sense of humor like Bugs last year um, or Slaughter Cinema a couple years ago. And I really think Chucky could hit the target for being this year's like comedy house. Chucky's going to be so much fun. I, I think that it's going to be, uh, uh, as they say, a, you know, a, a very hoot and a holler, as they say. I think that uh, we're, I know we had talked about personally, we were going to do that house early in the evening because I want to see it. I think that creatively, I thought it was a stroke of genius for Universal to announce a house on the last day of Halloween Horror Nights last year to keep that hype going throughout the year. In fact, I think they're going to do it again this year. You're probably I actually, right. I, I actually, I actually think I, I, I could be, I could, you know, since we're recording this and I'll, and somebody will hold me to this. I actually think I know what they're going to announce. And what, I, what, what, what do you think they're going to announce, Jay? I think they're going to announce five nights at Freddy's. 
I, I think if if one were to say, would you bet on that? I wouldn't bet against it. I wouldn't bet against it. The movie will have been out for like about 10 days at that point in time. Um, I, I think that it's going to be immensely successful. And I, I would love to see them announce it early because it has a huge fan base. Just like Chucky has a huge following and fan base. And mm-hmm. it can help build hype through the year and, 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 it, and keep that discussion going. And it's a Blumhouse movie. And, and yes. for years now, the event has a, a long history with Blumhouse. The Exorcist Believer is a Blumhouse movie. So even though we don't have like a traditional Blumhouse house where it's like split between two movies, there is still um, Blumhouse at the event. And Absolutely. we still we still don't know. There's still murmurs that we may get Megan Hordes. Who knows? That could just Who be a, surpri- a surprise that we get on the day of the event with some dancing Megans. Who knows? I would love that. Who, Who knows? knows? Uh, I don't want to talk through every other house in the interest of time, but I do want to say the fact that neither of us mentioned Universal Monsters Unmasked in our top three just goes to show how strong this year's lineup is because the Universal houses every year are a banger. And the fact that this year's is going to have like a heavy element of the Paris catacombs. I've been in the Paris catacombs and it's one of the most beautifully spooky places I've ever been. So if Universal Creative has recreated those as well as i think they are that house is going to be special too i agree i i the monster's house every year is a house that i go to and i say that was great but i'm caught up in ip or other big time things going on at the event it's something that i fall in love with every season more and more last year the the monster's house went from eh, it's probably third on my list to tying number one by the last night of the event because it was Mm -hmm. so good yeah, you, know? you and I, you and I got to run through that house last yes. year a couple times together, and I think that those are the most fun runs we ever had. Because also, not dissimilar from Dueling Dragons this year, the monster that won was always different. So you yes. would like we would like root for oh we want Dracula to win or we want the the Wolfman, Wolfman. to win, and then you yep. would see who was there at the end and cheer him on, and it just became like a really fun experience. It was it was so great. I I love that house. I'm 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 actually looking forward to that house this year. I I want to call it my sleeper, um, but it's not really a sleeper. Uh, if you wanted to find a sleeper, I'd probably go with Yeti Campground Kills as my sleeper house. I, I just, think that's I just hope that house is, is freezing cold. It's going to be. It's going to be freezing cold. It's 1950s camping. It's going to be great. Like I I can't wait for that house. I I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think that people, it's in one of the larger spaces. There's one of the studio spaces. Yeah. And I, I think it's going to have a lot of room to breathe and have big set design and have fun Yetis all over the place, just popping out of corners. And I think it'll be fun. My sleeper house is the darkest deal. Ooh. Um, I'm not even sure why, but I just, I love the notion of a blues musician making a deal with the quote unquote devil. It's odd fellow, I believe, but just yes. like there, there's so many stories about that sort of thing and i think and i hope that it's going to be a more creepy and spooky and slow burn house and i think those are sometimes the most terrifying um so i i'm i'm really curious and i have that as my sleeper just because it sounds so different and unique from anything they've ever really done before and if it has that strong music element of blues music playing throughout and cultural stuff i think that could be really cool Oh my gosh, yes. So uh, what drinks or snacks are you really looking forward to? Obviously, there's the mainstays of like pizza fries, 
and ghoul juice is back which means you no. know bring bring no. your emodium, bring bring your emodium kids no <laughs> no listen no. at least they didn't bring the savior tears back i didn't dislike it as much as you did but some of these mixed cocktails can really do a number on the tumbers on the tumbles yeah one year i'm going to do a uh, experiment on myself and find out which which of these uh drink bitters are the ones that are setting off my stomach because it's something i think it's something along the the bitters family that's setting off my stomach I, uh, I'm not looking forward to ghoul juice or electric death, although they've been there for years. I, I love pizza fries. I always tend to have them a couple of times a season. I, I am intrigued by the, um, ravioli canister, the Fedra ravioli yeah. canister from the last of us. I, I don't like the scenario for ops where people are going to be cleaning those cans out in the sink with tomato sauce. Yeah, that's, I, uh, that's an interesting choice. I thought about that too. People are going to want to keep those. Right. And you're just going to go into a bathroom and the sink is going to be like filled with marinara and like mushroom juice. I I love the idea of the last of us doing a coffee based drink. That's that is a liquor drink, like a liqueur drink. They're doing a spiked coffee. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that. And I think that's probably the last of us stuff is really where my attention lies. But it's always something from another boot that catches me by surprise and i'm sure i'm missing something but it's a i'm really hyped around last of us themed food right now okay so the two food items i'm most looking forward to uh the first is the walking taco oh yes um i've heard it's good you know they universal did this event this year i think it was called taste of terror where mm -hmm. people got to go and try the food early and pretty much everyone raved about the walking taco. Um, I intend to make it a sitting taco or a, or a, sta a standing taco. I don't know if I'm going to act actively walk while tacoing um, no. or taco while walking, but um, I think it looks tasty. And I'm also excited to try the um, Hawaiian pizza from Surfer Pizza because it has spicy stuff to it. And I just, I love spicy food. And um, French bread pizza. French bread yeah. pizza is always great. So I think those are going to be fun. In terms of cocktails, I don't know. None of them this year really stood out to me. Um, I find the sugary cocktails just, I don't know, they're bad for your teeth. They're bad for your blood sugar and they make you sick. So I'll probably stick more to just like vodka soda or a Truly. You can, um, but, you can, you can have a coffee or two with me. Cause you know, yeah. you and I can put back, put back some espresso martinis. So that's for sure. But I am <laughs> glad the lacto cooler is back. Cause I love sour yes. beers and I think the lacto cooler is a really strong sour beer. And the, the can is so perfect for the event. Um, I was actually sort of like keeping my ear to the fire to see, are they going to bring it back? Are they going to bring it back? And they brought it back. So I'm happy. They brought it back. That. Yep. Um, the only other element of the event is for the third year in a row, we got a, a different twist on Nightmare Fuel. Yes. I, I mean, I'm a big advocate of having multiple shows to kind of suck up some of the audience off the street. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that we're not getting like a fountain show this year, but I understand yeah. there's some maintenance going on there. Uh, I, I'm fine with still having Nightmare Fuel. I wish there were two shows, but... The trade-off, the trade-off is is that Nightmare Fuel is so good that hopefully people get out and see it. If you've never seen it before, if you've been going to the event and you haven't seen it, then go see it. Yeah, I I love Nightmare Fuel. I mean, I think it has all of the best elements of like a Las Vegas style production show um, with a horror twist. And I will say, and I've heard this comment or criticism before that. Nightmare Fuel is really sexualized. You have scantily clad women dancing. 
with all due respect, Horror Nights is not an event for children. They really say, barring rare exceptions, it's for 13 plus. And I always personally get confused by people who draw the line. Oh, sure. I can go watch heads chopped off and 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 blood squirting and zombies and monsters. But all of a sudden, an incredibly athletic woman dancing in leather is too far. Um, so if that is an issue for you, Nightmare Fuel is a sexualized show, but it, it's really awesome. I love how they bring illusion into it. And I'm curious to see what changes there are this year. Um, you know, last year's show and the year before were very similar. I don't know if this year is going to be uh, similar or they're going to bring new elements to it. I know the fire dancers are back and I love them. They're so awesome. So, yeah. Yes. Nightmare Fuel. Nightmare Fuel. Um, I think that kind of sums up our uh, look to Horror Nights. Um, but we will be back next week. What are we going to do next week, Jay? I think we should sum up Horror Nights because maybe we eat our words on some of the stuff we talked about today. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Like, okay, we hyped it up. This is what we were looking forward to. Imagine next week we're like, you know, man, Dueling Dragons just wasn't it. But let me tell you, Blood Moon Dark Offerings has my heart. Yes. You just never I, know. You never know. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be surprised. And we can also talk about funny stories that came up or funny events that occurred or things that happened in scare zones that we thought were really neat and kind of call out the great performances that we see because you can never call out great performances enough. And oh. I... I really want to I really want to delve into that next week. I agree. Maybe we'll even find a guest who wants to join us. But yeah, Jay and I are going to be at Horror Nights opening weekend, definitely opening night and Sunday. I don't know about Saturday yet. Personally, um, going to try and make it through all 10 houses, all the scare zones. And uh, on our next episode, we will sort of review the event and, and give our thoughts on all of it again. We are never going to be negative on this show. There is too much negativity in the world. That is not our vibe. Our vibe is we want to slay. Do what you love. I want to slay. I want to Let's slay. slay. Let's slay. Thank you so much for listening to our first episode. Um, you can find this at the very least on Spotify and Apple Music if I do that properly. This is our first episode, so hopefully I do it properly. Um, or on Podbean, where we are predominantly hosted. Um, until next time, I'm Swell. And I'm Jay. And let's slay. Slay. Slay.